Welcome to Ladies to Gumption, episode 109, Deal or No Deal. I am May, and I am here with... Tatiana. And Jessica. We recap. We recap. We recap DCTV in a flash. Uh, you can always find TV. us over. <laughs> you can always find us over on the Twitter at DCTV Gumption, where we spend many a night uh, live tweeting the shows for you. You can always find us on Tumblr as well, ladieswgumption.tumblr.com. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and on Stitcher. Um, for everyone who pitches in. For Patreon, thank you, thank you so much. Tonight we're going to actually be recording our Witcher episode for you, so yay, we're getting on that. Um, and we're just going to get started with news because there's a lot. So Stargirl is set to premiere on May 12th, which is the day after it premieres on DC Universe. So on May 12th it will be on the CW. So it will and be a summer show. Yes. It will be, yes. Feels like it so they they so never good. give us a rest, you know, they just want to... Keep giving us DC TV shows all the time. <laughs> you don't have to do in the summer. Let have me help one. you out. <laughs> uh, we have Matt Reeves who released uh, several great pictures of the Batmobile. It looks like like a little Dodge Charger or whatever. Um, so it looks very cool. And then they cast Charlie and Max Carver from Teen Wolf. I don't know Wolf. if they're officially cast because Matt Reeves hasn't dropped like a cryptic gif about it yet. But it's reportedly, I guess. Right, well, like Deadline and, and Variety reported on it yeah, from their yeah, sources okay. or whatever. So presumably, I mean, they're, they've been cast in undisclosed roles, but there's yeah. been speculation that they're either like playing the twin oh, henchmen the of Two Face, Teen Wolf, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're either playing like the they could be playing rather it's speculation, but the twins, uh, twin henchmen of. Two Face or the twin henchmen. There's like Mad Hatter has twin henchmen as well. There's a lot of twin henchmen. Say, or, or like the Trigger maybe. Twins was yeah. another one. Yeah, there's a How Trigger Twins. How many twins do they got in this? Jesus. It, well, these are people they couldn't play. There's only one set of twins. <laughs> no, but DC Comics in general has a bunch oh, of twins. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. They had the Wonder Twins. Man. <laughs> then over in DC. <laughs> Over in DC Universe, they have Sanat Lathan, who, or yeah, uh, was cast to voice Catwoman in Harley Quinn season two. So that's pretty exciting. Love that. <laughs> I need to catch uh, up Luke, with Harley Quinn one. Yeah, same, same. Maybe we can actually do that and then have a little podcast. Ooh, about I it. love that. Mm-hmm. And more, so, even though we don't cover the show, but Lucifer, for those who are fans of Lucifer, uh, is getting uncancelled presumably by Netflix. So season six is a go. Um, Tom Ellis has signed back on for a potential next season and the showrunners who did seasons one through five are back in a new deal as well. So that's happening. They have a very passionate fan base, so it must be doing well on Netflix. Good job for Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> <Anthony>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ouch. (laughs) Um, Over with The Flash, we have two new series regulars for season seven. Brandon McKnight, a.k.a. Chester, Party People. I don't know his last name. Oh, come on. You're almost there, I know, I know. (laughs) 
Um, him and Kayla Compton are getting up to series regulars for season seven, so that's very exciting. It also leaves the uh, other certain cast members uh, is availability I feel or like they have to like there has to be a chop somewhere, and I'm just waiting yeah. for like, the other shoe to drop. Yeah, like last week we were speculating that it was Tom, and I still see that happening for sure. Carlos is either out fully or at least like has a very like lessened role in season seven, and then Danielle might either be I could see like her going permanently or her having like much less I, I feel like shit. it would be like clearer if Sue had like a backup medical degree in her pocket <laughs> it would be like okay <laughs> but we don't know just yet but yeah something's gonna something has got to give like the, the bow yeah. is about to break yeah and I feel like I feel like they're gonna announce Sue as well after she's made a second appearance probably uh, later on in the season so I feel like that's coming um so interesting interesting I think as for me as long as like because with Carlos I'm sad about it if he does go but it's been like a year with this on again off again will he won't he stay so I right. feel I wouldn't feel I as feel shocked like about it like one foot out the door already in like season five and then they're like no wait you can't go before crisis and that's how they kind of like got him to stay for this season but then he's like, all right, mm-hmm. then we got to go. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, as long as it's not Jesse L. Martin. And obviously, Candace and Grant are still there. So, so yeah. Um, then Supergirl, Melissa Benoist, and Christopher Wood announced that they are having a super baby. Yeah. So that's very exciting. I'm actually very happy for them. So congratulations to them. I don't know how they're going to work that into or if they're they going to just like postpone scheduling. Yeah. Somebody actually suggested on Tumblr, um, haven't answered it yet, but like Kara could be Alex's surrogate. They're back. That I think they was like also off of, because uh, I answered one earlier with my, you know, how they could do it if it was like a mixy alternate universe where Alex was the Kryptonian and Kara was like a regular human reporter, but now she's like married with a kid and so they could do it that way mm-hmm. or um, then that mom was like, well, you know, what about her being like Alex's surrogate? Which I, I guess it would have to like build up a sur- like it's the story of why Alex couldn't have her baby or Kelly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they could still yeah they could, they could find ways to do it if they wanted to include it in the story. It's just kind of what they want to do and what Melissa wants to do, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but I guess we'll see. I think she's. I mean, it seems like she's probably a long three months or four months probably at this point anyway because well, they yeah. announced it. They officially, announced it. So mm-hmm. yeah. All right, and that's all that we have for this week in news. Thank you for coming to my news segment. We will move into the <laughs> format now, which is only one show. Uh, Black Lightning was on this week. Uh, it was Super Tuesday, so nothing else was on. Um, we'll discuss our likes, our dislikes, and our Lady with Gumption of the Week for this penultimate episode for Black Lightning. And Jessica will be your lovely host. Yay! So this week on Black Lightning... After learning that Gravedigger, a.k.a. Wayne Brady, (laughs) and the Markovians are coming to attack Freeland, the Pierce family prepares for war. That is the entirety of the synopsis, and it is not sufficient, so I will tell you some other stuff that happened. Uh, Basically, Gravedigger is coming to, in his words, liberate Freeland and liberate all the Metatier to go to Markovia because the U.S. government has done him so dirty, and... It's liberation or death for the medicine freelance. So that's what what he's going to do. It. You're going to liberate you or you're going to die. So that is your two choices. Um, Lynn discovers that Gravedigger, the original meta, is actually related to Jeff, 
um, which explains why Jeff, Jennifer, and Anissa are the only stable metas in Freeland because they are related to the original meta Gravedigger. Um, you have a lot of deals going on in this episode. You have um, Lala and Lady Eve. Um, well, first, let me back up. You have Lady Eve gives Gamby the briefcase, as we learned last week, to drop everything. And here you have um, Lady Eve talking to Odell, making a deal to get back to her, her old seat back on the table. You have um, Jeff making deal or no deal for Jennifer to be on the front lines or not. You have um, a lot of people, Jeff and Anissa, trying to convince Lala to join the um, resistance army against Gravedigger, which he turns down that deal. Um, you have everybody is making deals with everybody in these final moments leading up to the confrontation of Gravedigger coming. Um, you have Jennifer, who is knows she's the baddest bitch in the world and wants to be on the front lines, but her dad won't let her, so she goes behind his back to um, confront Gravedigger when he shows up. But then in, all, in the midst of all of this war and tension going on, you have a little happy moment with Thunder Grace, um, Anissa and Grace make a deal to get married, and they are about to do that when all hell breaks loose. So that is the gist of what happened on this episode. It was directed by Oscott and written by Pat Charles. So what sparked joy about this episode? Well, as you pointed out in your synopsis, plenty of things went down in this episode. It felt like the show was firing on all cylinders, and I didn't even realize that next week was the finale, but I should have, given just the amount of distance that was traveled, story-wise, in the course of one episode. Um, I, um, as usual, I think it feels strange to say that anything, you know, any of the horrors that are witnessed on Black Lightning spark joy, but (laughs) as it was a great, as it was a great episode. Um, I love how Gravedigger's Vendetta kind of, like, in retrospect, explains why we spent so long solely on the ASA without mm-hmm. really much of the Markovians, because as we've witnessed just how terribly the ASA handles metas, you know, in general, and how much they've mistreated the citizens of Freeland um, in the name of their, you know, like, mysterious higher calling or just in the name of this, like, threat that we can't even see of Markovia, which now we know wouldn't even be a threat if not for Gravedigger, who wouldn't be a threat if, if ASA wasn't an asshole? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so with all of that, Gravedigger's plan, it's almost like, mm, he's got some points, you know? He's making some valid points. And then, of course, on the other hand, you can't have a dude come in and be like, I will save you um, by removing you from your homes. And if you don't want to be removed, I will kill you. So you're like, well, okay. Points no longer made. <laughs> points deducted um so while he still like clearly must be stopped there is like a point where you're like well how right are we on the other side right something has to change either way so that's good we like those shades of gray 50 of them perhaps um um, i also love how everything is the fault of the u.s government um they experimented on menace in freeland (laughs) and in markovia they funded the ASA. They created Gravedigger. Div- Grave Literally everything that's happening is their fault. We suck. Yay! And now they're going to nuke, you know, Freeland if things don't go their way. Like, so they can get rid of the Gravedigger 
the Markovians and the Metas. So it's like, well, that sounds about right. What was so, the original war that he was fighting in? Which one? Was, which war was wasn't it? Wasn't it the Civil War? Like it was like I feel like it was a Civil War. It was World War Two, was it not? Oh, oh no. yeah, Wait, that, yeah. Because it was like his great, great uncle. uncle. Like that's too yeah, far back. Uncle. Yeah, World War Two. Yeah, I was yeah, like Civil War. Yeah, Civil War too far back. You know what? I still feel like we're there's still racist in World War Two. So exactly, they're still racist. They're still racist. But yeah, speaking of, I love that he's my great uncle reveal. Like, it was so funny how, like, Lynn was, like, explaining to him. He's like, oh, what? Now are you going to tell me that Tobias is my cousin? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that whole thing, I just laughed throughout that whole scene. That was so much fun. And just, like, how, like, Lynn knew how Jefferson would take it. It was like, mm, <laughs> you know. So it was fun. Um, I also, I guess I'm going to put this in a, like, I liked the conversation that Lynn had with Jefferson where she was like, hey, listen, I know I said that you shouldn't kill, that I support you not killing people, and I still support you not killing people, but really you should kill Gravedigger, actually. <laughs> like, um, think of our children. <laughs> like, if it comes like, yep. to that, and, you know, your hand slips, and exactly. you know, the heart. <laughs> I won't think less of you. I won't think less of you. So we'll I get into that. an argument that'll last <laughs> another year. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now that I, too, have experienced what it means to be addicted <laughs> to something. I know. I know. Like, all right. All right. But yeah. Also, um, in a way, I guess I'm, you know, I feel joy that I was correct, that Khalil's not going anywhere. Just because whenever people are like, oh, well, I guess we can now send Khalil off. No. You can't send Khalil off. Never send Khalil off. They love him. They, they love, love him. Too much. <laughs> so here comes Painkiller back again. Um, we'll see how that goes. It, it's like interesting to throw another wrench, right, in the work. In the works of, cause, cause Jefferson versus Gravedigger, or really all the Pierces, all the outsiders, if you will, versus Gravedigger is, you know, difficult enough. And now we've got Khalil slash Painkiller coming in, and now we've got Lady Eve teaming up with the ASA. So thanks for that, I don't Lady Eve. She wants to go back with them. Come on, Queen. Exactly. That's <laughs> a spoiler for the next section. But I will say okay. that I liked seeing her. I did like seeing her. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Are those all your your joys? That's all. I'm done now with my joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really thought this episode was super tense. It moved, had like a great pace to it. You, you know, I didn't. I also didn't realize we were watching a penultimate episode. I was like, oh damn, next week's the season finale. Um, so it kind of upset me because it was just starting to get you know fire in all the cylinders. And you're like, damn it, there's only one more left. But I really, really enjoyed, like, I think what Black Lightning is so good at is kind of explaining everything to you in a way that makes a lot of sense. It doesn't just feel like a bunch of, you know, exposition is randomly being dropped on you in that moment. But they, I mean, it is technically, but it's also done really well. Like in this episode, you have Grave Digger explain his entire backstory to you, you know, through a video of sorts. And then he He's telling you how he got his name, what happened with him, why he wants to do what he's doing. Like for him, it's about setting people free and making sure that they're not part of uh, under a government who is going to abuse them and make them do things that they don't want to do. Just be under so his he's like, he can abuse you. Yeah, you don't want to do. <laughs> right, but to him, he's like, I'm liberating these people. You know, yeah. so it's just like this. Um, sense of righteousness for him to do these things because of the way that he was treated so all that was really really great and it was finally great to see you know Wayne Brady after so long 
you know, they're like, yeah, he's coming. He's coming to the show. And then he finally gets this episode to really show off what he can do in terms of like acting, in terms of his character, in terms of like the fight scenes that he has. It was all really great and well done. Um, especially like the fact that like I was really shocked. I mean, once they explained it, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. You know, his relation to Jefferson. I legit thought that they were going to explain that Brandon is his son. And then that's why they, they didn't put him with Jennifer because he's really <laughs> – or distant cousin. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that they like, that could still happen. It could still happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> that is my prediction, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so that was like a really good explanation, and it didn't feel like it was just shoehorned in there. It made a lot of sense as to why, like Jefferson and you know the rest of his family have these powers, and why they are not necessarily like other metas. Um, so that all that was great, and. I love Lady Eve and the fact that like she was going up against Lala and making deals for herself, even though I don't know why she's making them right now, but she is. Um, she's, so she's still like speaking up for herself and all that. So that's great. I like the brief moment of happiness that we got with the Thunder Grace uh, almost wedding. So that was like a nice little reprieve from all the other action-packed dramatic things that were happening in Freeland. But it finally felt like, Everything that this season has been building towards is finally coming to fruition, and it felt very satisfying. Um, and it was really, I mean, it didn't bring me joy, but it was really, like, well acted. And, like, the the fight choreography in that particular scene with Khalil and Painkiller was really well done. And, like, again, the idea of him being inside his head, like, Painkiller is a separate entity from him, um, was all great. And it was just, like, super scary to see Painkiller take over um, which is why no one should have let him go on his own. But yeah, <laughs> it was all good. <laughs> yeah, like I, I actually, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really tense throughout. Um, I think one thing that I noticed as like a thematic choice throughout the season, I, had, I don't know that I've really mentioned it before as a joy. I don't think I have. But the idea of using these kind of... Um, monologue video monologues where it looks like a character is talking to you know leaving a video for someone or talking through a screen because we had it with Anissa when she thought she was going to die we had it with um Gamby at mm, one yeah. point we had it with Jen um we had it with Jeff um when he was talking to Gamby uh the episode before and now we have Gravedigger and it's kind of like this like you know it's, it's letting the character get everything off their chest and how they're feeling in this episode um speaking directly to the audience and so this time we had gravedigger doing that speaking directly to the audience letting you know his side of the story like he's in his mind he's like he's not the bad guy he is the liberator this is what the u.s government did to him and how he got to um where he was and how he plans to expose the u.s government so you're like yeah come on expose them and then you like you, you hear his actual plan of like liberation or death and you're like well eh. you know <laughs> Like, I was on board with you, and then you dropped a few points. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) So, um, and like like you guys said, just seeing, like, uh, Wayne Brady just be able to go wild and uh, show off his range of, you know, acting, his uh, stunt skills, and his fight sequences. The fight sequences are really well done. And he's very, like, clinical as he's, like, talking. Um, So you get to know a lot more about his... Uh, you get a, a feel for his like thought process and what kind of um, adversary he's going to be to the Pierce family. Like if it's 
you know, some people go off of passion. And so, okay, if you go off of passion, you can do it this way. Uh, he's very logical, very clinical in how he goes about things. So it's, it's going to be very difficult, I think, for for the peer sandwich to kind of, like, talk him out of it or, like, you know, like, try to come up with some kind of uh, beat him with words because he's, he's very, like, set on what he thinks and how he's going about it. And since he's been at it for so long that he knows best kind of thing. Um, I liked the uh, <laughs> with Lynn's story and her telling him her telling Jefferson about the dad. I feel you know Jace had to point out. I thought it was like kind of silly that you know Jace is like you didn't account for him being the original meta because like Lynn was like oh no it's okay he's just not gonna you know it's gonna have like, for a couple hours or whatever and then you know it's fine I it's not that big of a mistake and then. It's like, James, did you did you carry the one? <laughs> and then suddenly, he's like, you know, he can have unlimited power <laughs> or unlimited time. <laughs> it's like, okay, so Link created Thanos, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I like that uh, the reveal that, you know, he was the original meta, and it kind of made sense as to why Jefferson has been kind of special for so long. Like, he was only one of the, the meta kids from his generation that didn't wind up in the pods and didn't wind up in a coma for however many years. And um, his daughters were, you know, inherited powers from him. So then they were the only stable metas. So, like, why is that happening? And you find out in here that it's because he was connected to the original genome. So I think that was um, a cool way to kind of tie that thread together. Um, let's see. I did like, I also like that, you know, I know for Thunder Grace, it could sound like, oh, they're getting married. Like, this seems like a little bit of a rush because they only just started, like, dating um, last season before Grace Bale. And then they're, this was, like, the first season where they could actually kind of, like, establish each other as a solid couple. But I think it makes sense that they wanted to, to include this kind of impromptu wedding in this episode because everything has been so tense and so heavy for a while that it makes sense that, you know, you would want to put in a little like break of happiness or joy yes. um, into the episode. And so I think it was, it made sense for that to happen in this episode. And then of course, you know, it didn't really happen because they were interrupted in the end. So you still have uh, an actual wedding that you can plan and prepare for later on down the line. But I like that they included that kind of break in moment of happiness um, the pause before the storm, or however you want to say it. Um, I also like the Khalil versus Painkiller um, scenes that we got, and seeing how that internal struggle. And I know we had like an anon say, "This is what the fr- the Flash Riders thought they were doing with Killer Frost and Caitlyn." And <laughs> I feel like we say that every time like someone tries to do like a dual storyline. But I do really think that you know this is something that would have helped. Um, the flash with Caitlin and Killer Frost and establishing that they were two different identities. If we could actually see, you know, that inner turmoil um, going on inside her mind, because like the way that they did it on Black Lightning and how you can see Khalil versus, and they made like this whole like digital space that is Khalil's mind and, um, you know, the physicality of them fighting each other. And, you know, at one point Khalil is able to seal Painkiller away. And then at the end, um, you know, Painkiller seals Khalil away in, in the door and, and he can't get out. And so 
those kind of and then they can talk to each other um it's much it comes off much better and there's a lot of tension in those scenes so i thought that was really great i'm I'm concerned for the pierce family now that he's painkiller is in control um but i think it's a great little way to continue um khalil's story without them having to kill off khalil again or send him away Uh, because clearly they don't want to do that um i liked uh, other little small moments like TC and Erica, <laughs> I thought they're really cute together. Um, TC trying to play the "I've never been kissed" card before I die. I would like to do that <laughs> to get Jennifer to like, give him a little peck. And not Jennifer, but Erica. Um, and then yeah, speaking of Jennifer, was so cute. I forgot that was. <laughs> yes. Speaking of Jennifer, I like that um, both TC and Erica pointed out that she was like mad aggressive because <laughs> that's what I've been like saying for like weeks. Um, with her kind of like bloodlust and wanting to take on Gravedigger herself. I like that she knows that she's the power, most powerful meta and that, you know, Jefferson is keeping her back because he's putting her, you know, at the kids table instead of like utilizing her. But I also like that, you know, someone pointed out to her, like you are like mad aggressive right now. Um, Cause I feel like no one has pointed it out before and they needed to. Um, of course, Lady Eve and, Odell, I didn't really like the scene, but I liked the tension in it. Like, I didn't like why she was in, like, why are you going to Odell? But I did like the tension in it because the two actors were just, like, amazing in, like, the back and forth. Um, and there was a lot of, like, tension in that scene, so it was, like, really, really well acted. Um, but yeah, like, the, the whole, like you guys said, the whole episode was, like, firing on all cylinders, and, you know, there's these huge, like, dramatic moments throughout so i'm expecting it to be a very exciting finale next week so what did not spark joy about this episode it was all horrible no i actually (laughs) totally forgot to say like many of the things you said like i even wrote thunder grace and i didn't talk about them but yes i love that they you know i love the way that it's imposed to grace and of course grace was like what are you saying what I think you're saying? And then they're just like all like, yeah, uh, like Grace is like she was like she was like not getting it. She was not picking up on what I just was putting down at first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was super cute. And then at first I was like, when when Lynn seemed like concerned about it, I was like, why is Lynn concerned? I don't like that. But then, but then when she was like, okay, you know what? You want to do it? You do it anyway if you weren't dying. Plus we're all dying, so it's cool. I'm cool. She's great. Yay. I was like, okay, yay. Yay for that. And yes, TC is hilarious. I love him. Everything he does is wonderful. Except for one thing. So, here we go. I don't like, first off, I didn't like that Jefferson put, um, you know, Jennifer at the kids' table um, when she's the most powerful meta. And then I didn't like, even I, even less I liked that Jennifer then ran off to go face Gravedigger alone. Like, that was going to be a great idea. First of all, she doesn't have all the information on Gravedigger, so she doesn't realize how powerful he yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Um, so she could have double-checked on that first, A, and then B, <laughs> um, it's kind of like proving Jefferson right, you know? Like, you need to be at the kids' table because you can't handle yourself. Of course, <laughs> if he hadn't done that, then she wouldn't have gone off by herself. But either way, I didn't like that turn of events. And TC, what are you doing just doing Jennifer's bidding here? Who told you to do that? You could just be like, no, Jennifer, I will not, actually. Let me go tell on you so that we cannot have you escape. So, yeah, I didn't like that whole thing. Um... Glad she didn't die, though. I guess that sparks joy. Anyway, <laughs> even though I loved the Thunder Grace 
proposal and impromptu wedding scenario, from the moment that it occurred, I was, of course, filled with fear that we would not get it because something would go wrong. And so then spent all the time waiting for something to go wrong and then something did go wrong. Thank you, Jennifer. Um, so that was unfortunate. But like you like you said, at least hopefully that'll mean that we're going to get a real wedding later on down the line. Mm-hmm. For now, though, it was, uh, you know, that not in your stomach kind of feeling. So I'm just glad the thing that went wrong was not like Grace dying or something. <laughs> Turning into a leopard and running away at the very last second. All <laughs> things that I was concerned would occur. Um, uh, Brandon, 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 Brandon. Why? Why are you the way you are? I hate so much about the things you choose to be. So um, it's just funny how far he's fallen from the moment that from when from I met him. Yeah. So yeah, so Falling him like. <laughs> Even though he already, like, like Grace, Grace, even though Jace already agreed to tell him about his dad, he was like, mm, no, I'm going to tie you up and, you know, hold you hostage here. And that way you have to tell me the truth. It was like, is that how that works? Why would she have to tell you the truth now? How are you going to prove that? You know what I found funny? He's like, if I don't have my family, you can't have yours. I'm like, what family does she have? Exactly. <laughs> her best friendship with Liz. Even if she That's could, she family. probably doesn't care. Why she ever said, exactly. I'm going home to see my my family. Like, never. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, why are we wasting time with this? Please unclench, Brandon. I no longer care. I Like I said on Twitter, I think that. Killed my mother is the new, like, I was a barista. Because every time that he says it, I'm like, okay, yes, we know, Brandon. <laughs> Jace killed your mother. We get it. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brandon. I just don't care. Um, and then, like I mentioned before, as much as I love seeing Lady Eve every time I see her, why are you working with the ASA? What is the ASA going to do for you? Yours was better than the ASA. Please do not give them more importance. I know why you're doing this, to give them more screen time, but I don't want it. So, yes. I don't like that. And also, I feel like it is, like, throwing too many wrenches in the work. You know, we only have one episode. So, like, it has to just be, like, set up for next season or something, you know? So, meh. And that's all. Lady Eve might want to get some updates on what the ASA is because she might not want to be in there. Exactly, that's true. Exactly, that's true. exactly. Yeah, I feel like I could have done without the ASA too because I feel like with all the grave digger stuff, like that's enough for now. Leading into the next episode, that we don't really need much of the ASA anymore because they're kind of they've lost their ability to even spark fear in anybody at this point. Um, but I think my biggest issue with this episode was. Again, the like the lack of communication after the Pierce family got to this point where like, yes, we're all going to be open with each other. You're telling me like Lynn found out about Gravedigger. She told Jeff and they didn't tell their daughters who are going to fight with them. Like, I think that they deserve to know that he was their great uncle um, because that. But then like true, true. stopped a wedding and, and Jen like left. <laughs> left <Right. the> chat. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, I didn't like that either. I think. Jennifer has been super impulsive this entire season and clearly that has not worked out for her in the past. So I don't know why she's, you know, going headfirst into a situation where she doesn't have all the facts and she just seems like super hot tempered just because she feels like she's being benched. And like Tati said, I don't understand why, you know, TC is giving her all this information without questioning her or even standing up to her. So it's just, 
like she she walked right into a situation where he got literally got her killed, you know. So I don't understand how and why she would do something like that. Specifically, if we know that she felt sort of bad about the ASA, you know, mm-hmm. giving her orders to blow up this place, and she thought that right, she killed trip. people, and like she should she should sit back, she should reflect a little bit <laughs> before moving forward in her life. Um, so yeah, and as this is like more of a nitpick, but as much as I did love the Thunder Grace thing, I feel like if they had, if the show had spent more time on them in season two and in early parts of season three, I feel like I would have liked the whole proposal thing better. Like I get why it happened and I'm on board with it, but like I wish that there had been generally more development for their relationship um, because this Specifically, like, season two, they were so on again, off again, and a lot of that stuff happened off screen. It was just kind of lost some of the momentum for them for this season. Yeah, and then Brandon, I don't – I think he and Jennifer need to just sit out for a little while. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> because they're doing things that make zero sense. I'm like, what are you going to get out of this exactly? Like, you know that bad things are going to happen. So I don't understand. Like, Jace – is a human she doesn't have powers or anything, but, like, is he just going to – she's just going to sit there being annoyed of him the entire time. Like, she's not scared of, of him, not really, because he's not all. really going to kill her. We all know that. So I don't know why he just wants to sit around and play video games while she's just strapped to a chair. It just makes no sense to me. I feel like he's just wasting everybody's time, and he needs to get his head in the game about what's really important. Like, the, look at the bigger picture and then come back to Jace. <laughs> yeah. It really, like, annoyed me when they're, you know, Jefferson's trying to, like, prepare the group for, you know, Gravedigger's coming, there's a war, and we need everybody, and Brandon's like, fuck y'all war, and, like, Storm's off, like, just kill my mom, and it's like, okay, but, you know, everybody's gonna die if we don't come together, and he's just like, I don't know, I I wrote in my notes, like, he's being such a little bitch right now, Um, and, like, when he goes to see Jace, and she's just like, oh, hello, (laughs) It's like, you're here again. It's you again. <laughs> it's you again, you know? And he's, you know, like I said, like, earlier, like, the whole, like, family thing. Like, she doesn't have a family. That's not going to, like, persuade her to give you what you want. And, you know, the whole, like, he's absent, like, all, you know, all episode because he has Jace tied up in, like, his room while he's playing video games. She's, like, really, really childish and, you know, you know, he's like, you're going to give me what you what I want. And then he's like, you know, activates his like, Ooh, shake the room, Brandon, shake the table. You know, it's just like really stupid. And I <laughs> like the more I see him, the less I like him. <laughs> so I'm like, this is not <laughs> this is not what I was looking for when I was like on my Prince of Markovia storyline. So like, you know, throw it away. Oh, my God. He's so annoying. Um, oh, like, my God. What? Nothing, just that he has to be, that he has to be the son of, of Gravedigger. No. That's yeah, the that's... way to connect him, that's the way to connect him to Markovia. I mean, yeah. It would connect like... him to Markovia and it would connect, it would be the reason why, like, his powers get get along so well with Jennifer's, to be honest. Right, oh, right. God. Oh. Oh, God. oh, You know what's going to happen, we figured it out. <laughs> and then he'll join Gravedigger, and then Jennifer will have to oh, go against his friend. And he'll be even more annoyed. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Um, Lady Eve and Odell, like I said, it's really well acted scene, but you know, 
she doesn't need the ASA. I'm not really sure why she needs to be back on the table. I mean, like I said, like that table's not looking so great right now. So maybe she's better off not on the table. Um, but yeah, like it did seem a, like out of everything going on, it did seem a little bit out of place. Um, her and well, Lala had a purpose in that Jefferson and, and Anissa were going to recruit him. But um, yeah, it did seem a little bit out of place with the rest of what was going on in the rest of the episode. And I, I suppose it's going to be set up for, for next season. Um, so that's that. Um, Lala, I, I liked Lala when he was on his, like, Tobias must die kick. I do not like Lala when he is on back on his bullshit of, you know, Brennan Freeland. He's, like, misogynistic and he's just, you know. I, yeah, and this, like, revenge Lala, like, Tobias must die Lala. Um, this one Same. I do without. Um, Jeff made a mistake in bringing Anissa. She's not like the best negotiator because <laughs> her and Lala could not like put their egos down um, for one second to kind of you know come to an agreement of some sort. The whole Jennifer thing, like I, I've put down my uh, sword for Lynn and have now picked up my sword for Jennifer. <laughs> it's like the most like stubborn um, <laughs> you know dumbass dumbass headed thing that you know you could ever do and it's just like i what happened to i don't want powers i just want to go to school and be popular jennifer like bring her back please um i don't understand her bloodlust and like i said i was glad that tc and erica brought up the fact that she was like super aggressive i think it was really dumb of tc to help her genuinely instead of like pretending to help her but also like telling Gamby like this is what's going on or somebody so that they could get there so Jefferson could like find her before she got like electrocuted and died by Gravedigger um I don't know like yeah I don't understand why she thought that she would be the one to single-handedly do it even her excuse of you know protecting her family and not caring if she died as long as her family survived I, I don't know I just I'm not a fan of it I don't like it I hopefully hopefully now that she's died um she can have some self-reflection and maybe that will like even her out and mature her out um but I'm not really a fan of her being okay with like killing people being okay with like going up against something by herself uh, without her family to support her. It just seems kind of like, you know, Pierce family is strongest together. And so when they go off and do these things by themselves without any backup, like Jen did, everything goes to shit. So it's like, it's like that whole episode pre-crisis didn't even matter. It's like, right. why? I don't, I don't know if that made her think That's that, true. you know, I have to be the sole, you know, sacrificial lamb for the family or whatever because I am the strongest or I don't know. Yeah, but I kind of I kind of wish like we were back to where she didn't want her powers or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she was more careful about when she used them and how she used them. So did we have any feedback for this episode? We did. We do. We had some from Paulina. And Suara, Paulina is back from war, a.k.a. her examinations. <laughs> Welcome back, Paulina. Yay! <laughs> uh, I'm sure that you passed. We wish you the best of luck. Um, 
So she has her bullet points, of course, for the penultimate episode. She says, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes of the season, if not the series. I think after the back and forth of the ASA and Odell and then the Markovians this season, centering the final conflict on Gravedigger was a great move. Jumping to the end for a moment, I thought the scene... Uh, where Jeff jumpstarts Jen's heart was such a great parallel to when Jennifer jumpstarted Jeff's heart in season one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that was one of the earliest moments in the series when Jen actively uses her abilities, and it was really heartfelt, I think, seeing that father-daughter moment come full circle. The Thunder Grace moments in this episode were extra lovely. I know some people felt like the impromptu wedding was rushed, but I didn't mind it because they didn't get married, and they aren't going to get married in the finale. True. Um, Rather, Anissa and Grace wanting to get married then and there, highlighted the stakes of the situation. Here are two people who deeply love each other and are committed to one another and want to say vows to each other before they potentially die. Um, I also absolutely I don't think... I absolutely don't think uh, Grace is going to die. I will riot if she does, but I highly doubt that that's where the show is going. And the only reason I'm mentioning this is because there were a lot of rumblings about this in um, on social media. There were two massive reasons why it's evident the, that the whole Thunder Grace impromptu proposal is not leading to Grace being killed off in the finale. First, we got confirmation this episode that Grace's abilities are evolving. So oh, she yeah, already has a story in relation to in relation yes! to her powers that needs to be explored. Second, Thunder Grace didn't actually get married, so the impromptu wedding was ab- abruptly interrupted, and the last we see of Vanessa and Grace is them rushing off to suit up. Correct. So I hope I think they're finally getting. Um, Chantal like back more often so it seems mm-hmm. like they want to keep her yeah. around finally yeah. right. so hopefully, hopefully we'll hear that she's been up for, to series regular next season <laughs> you get a series regular you get a series regular <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Lynn had a big ask of Jeff, namely to kill Gravedigger if it comes down to it to protect their family. And I think this is going to play out interestingly in the finale. What with Gravedigger nearly killing Jen? I definitely want to see Jeff push to consider having to kill him, but I wonder if it will come down to either Anissa or Jen also being faced with a choice. Interesting. Of the sisters, Jen likely will would go through with it. But if Jeff is the one to kill Gravedigger, it sets him up for some moral conundrums in season four. Um, let's see. I like Danessa and Jeff trying to recruit Lala, even if it was not particularly productive. I'd love it if he comes in at the last minute to help. Um, speaking of which, Lala and Lady Eve's game. I wanted that back. too. Yeah, I hope that For happens. To come in and myself. help at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Is that what yeah. we like the revenge when, Lala that we like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> back to the Lala we want. Yeah. I mean, we did see, like, in the preview that they're going to have, like, they're back. They have Jamila back. They have Henderson back for that episode. So I feel like everyone's going to come together and do what needs to be done. Um, And then there's Odell in that damn briefcase. I'm torn between Odell being killed in the conflict to get that briefcase or if he gets his hands on it and unleashes something truly terrible before dying. Because I predict Odell will die. The ASA arc has run its course, and I don't see another way to get Odell out of the story. Hmm. Oh, 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 okay. And before we get off of that, <laughs> so I sent in his feedback for um, Black Lightning as well. He says, I'm not going to lie. I felt mixed on Black Lightning this week. In a lot of ways, it gave us things I wanted but didn't. I love Thunder Grace, and I understand the urge to tie the knot just in case, but it still felt super sudden. I think we all want to see the relationship um, fleshed out even more. Just as Lynn said, Vanessa, we don't know enough about Grace yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also just perturbed by the notion of this being in the same universe as Supergirl, Superman, and The Flash. If the U.S. government is about to annihilate Freeland, shouldn't some of the other superpowered metas help to stop them? (laughs) I mean, That's, yes. Yeah. As cause I thought about <laughs> that watching, like, if, you know, if there is actually war in Freeland, and I guess it's part of, like, the government's depression or whatever, but, like, why, if it is so 
dire. Like, why, Jeff, you you have Flash on speed dial. Why not call him? Why not call yeah. Supergirl? Yeah. Right? Now that they're on the same Earth, supposedly. It's tragic. I mean, I guess we could chalk it up to the fact that, hey, we can't send out any uh, Yeah, maybe that's still over. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so we'll, we'll <laughs> go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, also, I'm back to hating the Khalil story arc again. It's reminding me of the Caitlin Killer Frost dynamic in a very bad way. Just have these characters go through genuine remorse and atonement without throwing in another personality. <laughs> um, frankly, it's just lazy writing and takes away takes more time away from Jen and the rest of the Pierces. Who knows? Maybe it'll get better, but now I'm very meh about it. Thank you. Paulina and Suara for your feedback, and we will post the rest of your thoughts to the Tumblr. And now we can get to predictions. Well, I was going to go off of um, Paulina's thing about Odell dying and the ASA being dead. I don't know if the ASA will actually die, because I feel like that's it'll just get resurrected in a different form. And maybe that is the reason why we had the Odell-Lady Eve conversation, and she wants She'll her... She'll be the new leader? Yeah, like maybe she will resurrect it from the ashes, like... The, Gravedigger will destroy it. People will think the really Lady Eve has like now she has like full control of the table mm-hmm. and she's like running shit in the next season. Just like I she resurrected that. herself, she will yes. resurrect the ASA. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely think like that could be that would set her up. I don't know where the fuck Tobias is. <laughs> he just like disappeared. <laughs> um, yeah, they just say that they can't find him and they just left it at that. Right. Yeah. He is a missing factor, like a loose thread. We did see um, they released pictures, promo pictures for the finale, and one was like Jeff in front of Congress, I think, or some kind of like press conference. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Like, at some point in this episode, um, I don't know if it'll be to like appease Gravedigger and the fact that, you know, one of his things was I need to expose the U.S. government. So maybe like, I feel like Jeff is going to like go in front of Congress and be like, this is what's happening in Freeland and, and you know, um, try to convince the world that this is happening in Freeland. Whether he's successful, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think that's something that they're going to try to do. In which case, it would be lovely if there's like a little bit of news blip on another show, like, oh my god, look what happened in Freeland, you know? Yeah, yeah, that would be that great. would be great. And yeah, my only prediction is that uh, the whole Brandon being Gravedigger's son thing. <sighs> <laughs> His son or his like, I, yeah, or or you know, grandson, son. exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> grandson maybe. I do think that Boyne Brady is going to survive this mm-hmm. finale and still be around as a villain next season, just because it's Wayne Brady and he's only been in like what two episodes. Yep. And they're going to want to get as much out of him as possible. So maybe like yeah, like if he is related to Brandon, maybe he'll like take Brandon to Markovia. <laughs> <laughs> and indoctrinate him there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting if like Tobias struck a deal with him somehow too. Yeah, you know, you know, he totally would. Yes, yes, he would. Tati, do you have any theories? No, just the Brandon one. Just the, I agree with. I agree with May. I'm gonna <laughs> get fully on board with that. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> But yeah. you, you know, you said it yourself, Prince of Markovia. Like, we've I always know. been wondering how in the world is he to be connected to Markovia. So. I do think the grandson is, is a better bet than yeah. son. Probably not son. Probably not son. Grandson. grandson. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. And it would also make sense why they never ancient. went there with uh, Jennifer and Brandon either. Other than the fact that he's kind of lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's my turn. All oh, right. yes, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> it's like, that's that on that. Out. It's like, no, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> so that concludes our um, our little mini episode, I guess you could call it, on Black Lightning. Um, next week, we will have a full gamut of shows back um, from Supergirl, Batwoman, Black Lightning, The Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. So you can join us then. You can send us feedback on Tumblr, ladiesatbegumption.tumblr.com, or um, send your reviews via email, ladiesatbegumption at gmail.com. And you can follow along with us on our live tweets at Twitter on DCTV, uh, at DCTV Gumption. Oh, and check out our, our new logo as well. See if yes, you we have a new logo. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, uh, May did that. Yay, thank you, May. So uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.